welcome to another episode of Paranormal The New Normal. I am your host as always, Jeremy, and I am here to try to make this world seem a little more normal, though that task seems impossible lately. And my guest today, I met him on Facebook, but I wanted to get him on because he has some interesting stories to tell about, about events that have happened to him in his life. My guest is Russ Kellett, and he's going to tell us, well, I'll let him tell you, but first things first, how are you doing today, Russ? Okay, thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, I'm glad to have you on, buddy. And so, well, we, the question I always start every show with is, what got you into the paranormal? Basically, close encounters, coming into contact with something you know paranormal at first what you could call like a, a creature a, a spaceman in a you know like a flying type of suit and an helmet which originally when i was looking outside of the bedroom window looking outside i noticed this like well this human but like in a space so well i'm saying human you couldn't tell because he had an helmet on you know and he walked through the gate and came into the the yard and i'm looking and i'm thinking at first i thought it was the dustbin man because dustbin men used to come take your bin but it was more or less past the dustbin and looking up so i looked down and i'm thinking wow that's a spaceman so I sort of like waved, put my hand up, and he sort of like looked up and a, a bit of a gesture sort of thing. And he sort of like went backwards, but he, he sort of like shuffled back. And he went behind this silver, which I thought were a dustbin at first, you know, with it, thinking it were a dustbin, man. But I couldn't make out just what it was. And he walked behind it. And then this thing seemed to judder. And just go up so i'm looking but i mean i'm only little i'm only about four year old and it's a big window and i'm looking up and i'm sort of like just can't believe what i'm saying i shouldn't have been in that bedroom because it won me uh grandma and granddad's and i will look originally i were up there looking for christmas presents because i knew santa used to put them up there so anyway I could hear my mum and my uh, grandma downstairs shouting, what are you doing upstairs? And I shout, I'm in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm telling lies. So <laughs> I goes into the bathroom and pulled the chain and uh, went downstairs. And I could hear, you know, come on, get down here. What you been doing up there? Been up there a long time, you know. So I thought, well, I am going to, you know, say that I've just seen a spaceman through the bedroom window because I shouldn't have been in the bedroom in the first place, you know, so I'm going to get my legs slapped, you know, because my parents were pretty strict, you know. Yeah. So that was one of the first strange encounters. You know, I, I couldn't say alien as such. It was something, you know, just not right. It, it just something to say out with this world, I suppose, in a way. So then... My dad was at work, and I would. This was not long after, because I was, you know, sort of like that that age still. 
and he came in from work and he said what he said was that he'd been at work and he'd been on his like break because we we're doing night shift he said i was talking to his friend and he had his back to his couple of brothers and his other workmates behind him and there's this sort of like shouting you know and bawling behind him and by the time he you know what's up with them you know turn around and oh look it's a ufo it's a ufo so as he's turning around they, they, he'd missed it more or less you know and what they'd said was that they'd been watching this torpedo shaped craft one called it a torpedo one said it were like a cigar shape very similar i suppose i think you might call them now in america and what have you tic tac shapes very similar but this is you know like in in the early sort of like um 70s anyway so it was a bit miffed and he came home and he what he was saying you know flipping heck if i'd have just turned around faster i'd have seen this anyway basically years later when i started investigating this subject I found pieces in the in the paper and it was called the Fackley Torpedo. It had been seen not far from where my dad worked. So, you know, and uh, quite a number of people had seen this. So that was something else, you know, sort of like that inspired me to look into this subject. Then... I was in my teens and we was outside and we're playing tin can squat or similar to hide and seek. And we lived down a back street, you know, and there were gardens and yards and some of the gardens had like uh, car porches and garages, etc. you know, and there were sheds. So we'd run and hide playing hide and seek you know this this game and everybody were hiding i'd been i'd been hiding i was caught first i were always caught first but never mind so i walks up and sat down up at the top and my friend were walking around looking for the rest you know and what happened was i'm sat down now bored watching all of us and uh, well watching my friend i knew where everybody was he didn't know and there's this nail sticking up out of ground where there used to be a big garage and it'd been knocked down but there's this big six inch nail well it's bigger about maybe 10 inch nail i don't know stuck in so the six inch sticking up pretty dangerous really and i'm messing about there and i looked up and i see this object and i'm thinking see your ufo and it was big, it was massive, it was round, it was like an orange, you know, with the segments going round. And yeah. it's like red, white, red, white, red, white, red, all the way around. And it's it's really I'm talking, it's massive. So I shouts, look, a UFO. And you could hear me mates one by one shouting, shut up, just because you've been caught, don't mean to say we want to be, you know. Don't spoil the game. We know there's not a UFO. All these, you know, sort of like friends shouting. And I'm saying, no, look, I'm telling you, it's a UFO. 
one by one, all these heads started popping up and looking over. And up. I'm saying, look, and it's moving from left to right. Every one of the lads and lasses that were playing come up to the top and we're all looking and then some of them run and then all of them decided to go. And I'm looking and just couldn't believe what we're looking at. And one or two were saying, it's not a UFO, it's a balloon. And I'm saying, it's not an air balloon. I said, we've seen one like that a couple of weeks ago. But it had a basket. You could see the netting round. You could see the basket, the heater, the burner. You could see the people in the basket. I said, there's no basket. There's nobody there. What are you talking about? Some of them won't have it, you know, a typical. And they still ran. Anyway, I'm last. And I'm rushing to have a look now. And... It had gone be, I think it had gone behind. By the time I'd got where everybody else was, trouble little fat kid always behind. They'd all run on and it had gone behind this cloud, more or less. I've missed it. But I mean, I'd seen it when it was big, massive, when it was in front and it moved across and it was unmistakable. You know, unmistakable. So, anyway, yeah. uh, that was like. We had multiple witnesses, me and there must have been about 15 of us. We're all off school. You know, I don't know if you call it the fall or whatever in America, you know, like you, you, you're on holiday from school and sort of like, there were still some people, some friends that weren't there, but the, there was a lot that were there, you know. Yeah. So later on in life, I'd left school, been into jobs, and got my own business. And one of the lads that was there on that day, what he'd said was, we're going to have to call this something. You know, it's so important where we'd seen it. And I said, well, I'm sat here looking, and there's a nail sticking out of the ground. Why not call it Nail Point? So we called it Nail Point. Anyway. It must be 15 years on now. And I'm in my shop and my friend, I hadn't seen from maybe a year after when he'd, he'd moved. And uh, I'd moved out of that area as well later on. So I hadn't seen him for all these years. He'd come out with army and he came in my shop and he says, Russ. And I says, all right, how are you doing? He says, yeah. This your shop, yeah. And this says, uh, do you remember Nail Point? And I said, how could I forget it? So, I mean, this is years later. It must have had some impact for him to turn around and ask if, if I still remembered that day. You know? So, anyway. So, this is, this is getting on. But what happens... Um, before that is roundabout. I'd I'd left. I'd just left school, and I had a a motorbike, and I'd started a job straight away, more or less. And I was riding out after tea. I'd go out on my motorbike and ride around, and I'd go to a place called the Flappy, 
which is over where uh, Aworth, you know, where Bronte's lived and what have you over there. You've heard Bronte sisters, you know, Charlotte Bronte and what have you, you know, writer and everything. So I'm riding around this area and around Bingley and up past this place called Druid's Altar. And I never thought of anything. And this particular night, I'm going up. I just want to turn this off. I can just hear it making a noise. So what happens is I... Uh, I'm, I'm going up now. And round this bend, and just before this bend, there's this big tunnel. And I'm thinking, this tunnel won't hear the other night, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, this is odd. And I'm not very happy about going down it because I'm thinking I can't really see anything in as such. It, you could see in, but not properly, you know, like you're going into a tunnel, you know, like uh, in your car and it's all lit up, you know. So the next thing... I'm inside this, in this room. I'm looking around. The next thing, I'm laid back in this chair, just similar to this, like but like a dentist chair. And now I'm looking, and there's these tall figures, about 15 foot tall. And they're like bald, human, but like, you know, Nesferatu, you know, like, yeah, you know the French Dracula. Yeah, and I am absolutely panicking. The next thing, one of them came behind, and there's this pain in back in my neck, and had injected something, and they pushed me back, and the, the, there was this thing behind us, like so, and they opened my mouth, and they put this tube down my throat. And connected to the tube with this helmet. And, you know, this helmet's on now. And, like, there's this visor and, and sort of like I am, you know, panicking. So the next thing, I've been, I found myself, like, raised up, looking down this massive arena, huge stadium. And to me, left and right, there's people in the same position as me, up, upright, looking over, and there's like a massive big screen, you know, holographic images and what have you. And in my visor, because you're looking, you can see this, and then all of a sudden, there's like information coming up. And it's like basic battle skills. And I'm, I'm looking and I'm listening because there's like, you can hear this strange like music sort of, can't really explain what it was, but, and I'm looking. The next thing, bang, I'm back on my motorbike. Wow. That's and I'm, trippy. <laughs> I'm sort of like nearly falling off going down this bend because it's like, stalling so i put me throttle back and sort of like just miss the wall goes round and i'm thinking you know what was that 
And I'm thinking, don't look back. Don't, and I have to look back. And it's gone. And I'm just, you know, like in, in disbelief. I'm, I'm just thinking, what the what's What was that? So I'm carrying on now and uh, I get some. And basically, my mum was in and quite strict. Now, I was told basically, look, you know, you're 16 year old, look at the time. And it's after 12, it's going on like two. You shouldn't be out at this time. What are you doing out at that time? You've got work in the morning. You know, you're not going to be up for work, are you? You're going to be tired, you know. So anyway, yeah, you know, get to bed and so gets to bed. Anyway, this is now one of these things where I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm going to avoid that, like the plague, that place, you know, and go a different way when I'm going out on my motorbike. And something happened. I, I, I was going somewhere and I thought I'd go see a friend and he went about. And then there were some roadworks and I thought I'll, I'll go home, you know, sort of like gets in this traffic and only way I can turn now is right going back the same way. Oh, and so I'm thinking to myself, right, so I'm putting my throttle back and I'm flying around now and I'm thinking that if it's out there, I'm going straight through it, you know what I mean? There won't be anything. I looked around, there's no cars behind me now. Look back up. It's there again. So I, I'm, I'm sort of like putting my brakes on thinking, no, I'm not going down there again. You know, ended up going down again, ended up in the same room, and I was going through the same thing. These guys are, are in there, tall, bald, there's one or two that looked a bit smaller, I noticed, and they're in like um, all in blue, but they've got white aprons on. A few of them have got these white aprons on. So I'm, I'm going through the same thing again where, you know, sort of like have this injection back of my neck and what have you, and uh, back, I have to put this tube in and, and what have you and have this helmet on. And, you know, sort of like absolutely petrified. You know, it's you, people talk about abductions being, being good and what have you, but Believe me, you know, you, you, you won't really wish it on your worst enemy. So yeah. I'm raised up again and there's all these people, you know, sort of like all up and there's people lower down. I'm looking down now and I'm thinking to myself, what is going on? Why are we here? And bang, the next thing, there's all this information and it's again in this big arena and... You know, there's, it's just like in, incredible, you know? So again, it's like telling you how to use a weapon, battle skills and what have you. And again, now you're back down. I'm on my motorbike. 
And, you know, it's a case of still, again, like stalling. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking, no, don't look back. Well, you've got to. You, you, you know what I mean? You're just compelled to look back. Carries on home and, uh, again, gets in and it's late. And, you know, sort of like my mum, my grandma's around as well, down, you know, and sort of like, you know, get to bed, you know, sort of like, and I'm going to tell your dad, you know, when he comes in, you know, in morning sort of thing. And I'm thinking, oh, you know. So this is this is going on now. And uh, it, it's happening a few times. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm, you know, sort of like, I'm going to keep away from it. So I've got a scooter by this time. And actually, it's, it's going on now, a uh, year, two year, you know, sort of like I've got a scooter. So I'm with different friends and what have you, different areas. Some of them live near this area as well. And I decide to go see one of one of the friends like and coming home again you know I'm on my scooter this time and it happens again and I'm thinking to myself no so I'm a bit older now so I'm you know sort of like um changing jobs and what happens is I get a, a, another scooter, a bigger scooter and what have you. And what happened then, uh, I'd started seeing some friends and started doing some training and uh, I'd, I'd bust my knee. I'd uh, fallen off, a, well, I'd jumped off a wall and, and fell and bust my knee. So this chap I'd met um, turned around and said, you know, if you want, I'll do you some acupuncture on your knee. And, you know, it, it should be okay. You know, it's a bit like medicine. The more you have, the better your knee will become. So anyway, I'd arranged to, to go over and to have, you know, a session of acupuncture for my knee. So one evening and I'd had my tea and I'd gone out and I'd arranged a time and I was going over and, I'm going past this road that leads up to that altar and that area. So I'm looking up there and I'm thinking, uh, yeah, you know. So I'm going straight forward and I'm looking up and the next thing I see is this like giant spaceman walk behind a tree. And I'm, so I pull over and, and looking, and it's gone behind this tree. So I look back, pull back out, and turn right over to my friend's house. You know, I'm going to see like. So pulls up and walks up his drive, knocking on the door. And uh, it, and I'm and I'm still by this time looking up, you know, because you can see over, and it's near this. They call it Druid's altar. And I'm looking up because there's these trees where it had gone behind. And my friend came at the door 
And I said, all right. And he said, I says, he says, come announce. And I'm saying, look, I've just seen something. I said, you won't believe. I said, I've just seen it look like, like a giant spaceman walk behind a tree and go behind as tall as a tree. And he says, oh, yeah, you, you get a lot of strange things like that, Russ. Come in anywhere. I'll put uh, put kettle on, make you a coffee, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, but, yeah. I, you know. So, so anyway, I'd had um, acupuncture first, and then we had the coffee later. And he was telling me about the area. And he told me, yeah, he said, uh, we see UFOs and stuff over there. We see lights. And there's a friend, and he sees stuff all the time. And he says that he was once in, in the back when a UFO dropped something down and they have these locks, you know, um, you know, like for, um, you know, canals. And it dropped something down into the water when he was in the garden with his wife. And he's saying, look at that, you know. And I said, well, what happened? They said, well, it, it, you know, it disappeared like. So I'm thinking, wow, you know, and, it's, and it, oh, yeah, it happens, it happens here all the time. People have seen stuff. Just down the road as well, apparently it was one of the last places, the Ninth Legion, this Roman Legion, were ever seen going up to Scotland apparently and there's a lot of things around there you know there's um, standing stones and and mini engines and, and and stuff and uh, quite a few of them had been pulled up when they were building some flats i don't know how they got away with doing that you know but anyway so he, he gives us a bit of confidence you know and he said oh you know sort of like the they're here and you know like i don't think they're here to hurt anybody and and all this sort of you know thinking you know so i thought to myself right I, i'm in a different job now and, and i thought i better get home at a reasonable hour and it wasn't too late i think it was some sometime around about 11 o'clock if i remember rightly and i set off home so it goes down and I turned to left and I thought, oh, you know, I'll go the long way around. And what did I do? I chose to go down that same road again. But this time on a lot powerful scooter and I'm flying up this road. The next thing, it's there again. And I'm thinking, all right, I just don't believe this. So I put both brakes on and I put my front brake on and I'm trying to stop myself from going down now. And the front brake snapped. The cable, the nipple snapped. It came off. And sort of like now, I'm going faster in. And I, <laughs> the face of the people inside, you know, I've flown through, you know what I mean, this tunnel. So I mean, so I mean, I don't know. I think I might have given them a bit of a shock. Because my brake came off, my cable snapped, and I'm straight in. So I'm in the same position now. Now, there's things a little bit different. It's the same type of room and everything. 
but this time I'm laid back injection and, and what have you and I'm now stood naked in a checkered board room and I'm sort of like looking around and there's this mist all about me and the next thing there's like you know like a blower like you're getting dry and I'm looking and there's a line and I'm thinking you know there's a line of us in this massive room so now the wall there's a wall and it comes right close to us and this thing comes down like a sluice and there's these tubes come down and we're told to drink from this tube so we're drinking and we started being sick into you know like told you know be sick into this thing that had come down this sluice we're told to take another drink and sort of like you know you you're being sick you know vomiting sort of and again and then we're told to drink this water and so we're vomiting and sort of like drink this water and then you know we sort of like we stop vomiting you know sluice goes up pipes up and this wall goes back so now with this mist is around us again sort of thing you know and um we're getting dried again then this wall comes forward and there's like lockers and we've all got a locker and we open the locker and there's like a suit in this locker it's white very 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 light like a lace curtain you know sort of like put it on we're told to put it on and it's like a velcro and it fastens itself and there's two like dials just here one there and one below and uh the top one we're told to turn and what happens it goes from white to yellow to dark yellow to green to dark green to blue to dark blue to black and it's getting tight by now feels unbelievable you know what i mean it, it, you know next to your skin it feels amazing it makes you feel very very strong you know what i mean it's it's i can't explain it but so now there's an helmet inside there's a rifle and it looks like three magazines i used to be in a shooting club so i know how to use a a, a rifle and i know magazines but we're told these aren't magazines these are battery packs that go in similar to a magazine but we can only touch the weapons when we've got an helmet on this weapon stops us right yeah from getting his ears um as ears like um, as eardrums burst we've got to have them because these weapons are sonic weapons sound weapons and there's a dial and it goes right up to full power and to zero and we're told you know like only put them in so you, you clip them on at side and we're told more or less you know you only put them in and power it up right yeah when we're told to when we have to turn around and we're in a line right yeah so we've now got these weapons in his hand right and so the what happens now the the doors back and, and what have you 
and the wall goes back. So we, we stood in this room and we're told now to turn left, look forward, right, yeah, put magazine in, put the battery pack in, that is, right, yeah, and we put it in and then we're told to put it over as back, yeah, and what happens is these two pillars come up and on them there's like two crystal balls one at each side and it lights up from the bottom to the top and it touches these crystal balls and then what happens is we're in a line and this is happening to the people in front so it, it comes up and they put their hands above then what happens is these two pillars go back down and the 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 like the crystal balls are hovering underneath your hands and you go straight through the gateway the doorway and i'm there stood now and the same things happening these things are, are coming up you're told to put your hands i'm there like that they go back down i show off and when we get to the other side it in his helmets he's telling us uh, exactly you know where we are and it tells us location aliens that we're going to be uh, coming against um it, it tells you like their allies and what we were looking for was this base what they had difficulty finding anyway to cut a long story short a, a battle took place now the thing is this had been first time and I spotted one of these big, huge, they were 15 foot, like lizard, like dragons and human. So the next thing now is that, like I said, this, this battle's come anyway. To cut a long story short, we didn't know the unit that I'd been putting, but this was like, a training, this was like the, the first time we'd been out together as a unit, and it was a battle. I'm not kidding you. It felt real, but it was similar. These things were there, but the, they were like prisoners, and we were attacking them, and it was like, you know, it, it was like just real. So even though it was like an exercise to us, we hadn't been told it were an exercise. So that was the first time. And I, you know, sort of like could not believe it. You know, uh, there were people had been yeah. shot and, you know, been killed. And um, I'd seen this thing and I'm saying there's one. And, you know, like I spotted it before anybody else. Now, one of the things is that in the base, a lot of the security look after the aliens and their their actual base and the planet that they're on. The security are mostly women. And there's a reason for this. And they're all from Earth. Because they've all got something. They're all telepathic, and they can they can see and feel 
the these aliens using something very similar to what use we use which is like a teleportation system but the the guards can some of them can feel them sense them 15 minutes before they arrive so basically they're waiting that they can say exactly so they're inside the base and they're around the base and there's a massive problem with this these alien races what they're having because you know they're getting the the breach in the security so you know you just would not believe you know that uh what, what yeah are, are you on. are you talking about star seeds pardon are you talking about star seeds star seeds yeah they star seeds are people who they believe that they have alien DNA in them, and that's why they they believe they can communicate with um, I always forget the name, but uh, different uh, with Palladians and different they they believe they can talk to Palladians and five or six other alien races. Well, we're taken by the alien race, like I said, these these tall, bald, fifteen foot tall creatures, the ones that. Uh, are in the unit actually a six about six foot tall they're the same race but for some reason it seems like they've been cut down to size for something unbelievable really that because they decided to to fight that it's like there was made to to be the same size as like humans because that they don't believe in fighting but yeah, hmm. we're fighting for them. So, I, I, and I can't really understand it, you know, that uh, that they've, they've cut their own, these like giants have cut their own people down to six, you know, six foot tall. And the, the I, I don't know whether it's, it's, it's like because the, the don't like fighting and, and the peaceful, but yeah, I'm, they look absolutely terrifying. I you know. I'd believe it. Fifteen feet tall—that'd be kind of terrifying. But it's six foot tall. The terrifying, believe me. I—I uh, <laughs> I, I believe it because I mean, people have been terrified of me, and I'm five foot eleven. So I mean, yeah. tall, tall tallness—if you're a lot shorter than something—it's uh, intimidating. I mean, same as when people see Bigfoot, they get intimidated by the size because of how tall it is. Oh yeah. Well, this this is it. So I don't know. Like I say, so the thing is, we what we what we are then we put into units. So uh, there's like ten of us in a unit, and the, you can call, you know, however many different units. You know, you can call ten lots, so you'd have a hundred. You know, so but then, if there's any problems, you know, they can basically bring. 100 units you know if there's a big battle taking place you, you know there's so there's quite a lot of abductees there's quite a lot we've and you know it's not only on other planets it's on this earth as well we've been in places we've lifted people you know i know that uh, we've been there and we've taken people from from cars people 
in high positions and then put them back, taking them back. You know, it's like not only there's a battle going on, it seems like there's something going on like sneaky beaky, you know, like lifting people, taking them back, putting them back. Um, But one time where, where we was, I'd said that I'd seen one of these big creatures, these like dragon, you you know, human half, half human half dragon creatures. And I fired and basically I, uh, I ate, but I did a car and it had exploded and it had blown a car up onto another one and sort of like, you know, I'd caused a bit of chaos. And I said, yeah. what don't you understand? You know, like, you know, why do we bring you with us? And I says, well, and I, I swore I shouldn't have. And I says, you asked me to come, you know, and the 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 leader, the head of the unit, you know, sort of like up to the, the second in charge, he came up and he put his face and, it, you know, sort of like he wasn't pleased with me whatsoever. But I said, I'm telling you, I saw what I saw. When I went back, I had this... I had this helmet put on and it sat in his chair and they went through my mind and they could see everything that I'd seen. Right. And what happened? Yeah. They'd seen it there and it was just about to shoot. And I shot at it. It disappeared. And I hit a car because I opened up, I opened fire on it. So it dis- they didn't see it. And I'm saying, and your telepaths, and you didn't know it were there. Uh-huh. You know, so they'd realised that now I, you know, sort of like I can see these things, just like you know, like the the specialist units, and a lot of them are these guards that are the women. So now I'm a telepath, so I'm put in front, right, as like a scout, a telepath, into yeah. this unit. So they go. So your scouts, these telepaths, go first because they find out, you know, where the enemy is. So you know that was like the the start of it for me, you know. And it, it, it like it happened. I don't know how many. It's it's happened all my life, you know. And it happened in my home as well. These things come to my home. On one occasion. These uh, the the walk through me me wall. I was listening to some music on my bed. I'd uh, got a motorbike at this time, and uh, what happened is that the gable end of the house turned jet black. It turned jet black, and these things like silhouettes, people walked in massive, ten foot tall. Must have been ten foot because that's well. My room were only ten foot tall, and there was the they just seemed to be too big to get in, but they were in my yeah. bedroom. And one of them came up to me and he was talking to me, and I'm saying, No. And they said, Oh, yeah, you will. I'm saying, no, I won't do that. Oh, but you will. My sister were going to the bathroom. She'd been downstairs watching telly, and my bedroom door were open. Just a, a a bit because I was laid on bed just listening to some music before I was going to go out, you know. Yeah. 
So I'm listening to rock music in my bedroom and when this happens and I'm talking now to, to these, now my sister and you were listening to music because she'd gone downstairs earlier on and she said, yeah. oh, you made a comment about my music, you know, like not that music again and so I'm, <laughs> I'm saying shut, shut up and what have you, you know, get downstairs and so now she's come up to to bathroom, she's been watching a, a programme on telly and she can hear me talking to these. And she's, she shouts, who are you talking to in there? And I'm saying, oh, these. These? I said, yeah. I said, I've told them to go. I, I wasn't comfortable with them. And I wasn't comfortable what they were saying. And they were showing me stuff as well in my mind. And I'm saying, no, I'm not doing that. So she says, who are you talking to? And I said, oh, they've gone now. And my sister gives it. Gone where? I said the walk through wall. So my mum goes, my sister goes downstairs and she goes to my mum, she says, there's something wrong, she says, with our us, she says, he's talking to people in his room and he doesn't look well. So, you know, my mum tells me dad and what have you. So they come up, come upstairs and what happens is that uh, now, I am sort of like really not well. Yeah. Now I can tell you exactly when this happened. Because when I went downstairs, they said, come on, go, come I said, I'm scared. I'm scared. They said, come on, come downstairs and, and get a drink. Make, make you a drink of tea. Answer to everything. Let's make a drink of tea. It'll be all right. Anyway, so you know what I mean? It's one of those, it's a British thing, I think. So anyway, it goes downstairs. And on the television, it was second um, fourth uh, of August, nineteen ninety, and Stormy Norman were on telly. He just invaded Kuwait, right? Okay, yeah. I was absolutely petrified. I was absolutely petrified. I didn't go to sleep for three days. My mum had to have three days off work. Right, yeah. Me, me, wow. My si wow. sister was just like in bits. You know, yeah. it were like, just what's what's going on. So my mum told her boss. She said, "Look," she said, "I'm I'm sorry." She said, "But there's something wrong with our us, you know." So anyway, I went down the hill. Uh, you know what I mean? My elf went down the hill. Nineteen ninety. Wow, I was. I was two years old in 1990. <laughs> really, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting on a bit, as you can see. Yeah. So the thing is, what had happened, right? Yeah. Uh, but previous to that, when I'd been on my motorbike, something really odd had happened. I, I'm, I'm sort of like skipping. I'm trying to get as much out, so you, you know, sort of like your time, you, you get a lot in. So I'm, I've been riding around and I'd gone to see somebody about getting a job done on my motorbike. You know, I needed some fabrication and, and what have you. So went to meet this guy, he went there. So I thought, all right, then better get home for work and what have you. And it was half past 10. I know for certain it was half past 10 because it was last orders and this lad hadn't turned up. And I was just drinking Coca-Cola. 
I never ever drunk drunk and, and rode my motorbike and I didn't smoke wacky backy or anything. People said, Oh, you know, when I tell you this part, what happened? So I'm going now home and half past ten. It should take me about half an hour to to get home. Maybe maybe a bit to I never used to speed, you must understand this. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But you know, sort of like I was getting home pretty fast, if you know what I mean. And uh, you couldn't do it these days. You couldn't do the same speed these days. No. So I'm uh, going across now, and uh, what happens is I comes to these there's these lights coming down. I'm thinking, oh, it's the lights from the the um, what do you call it? Uh, the, the railway tracks, you know, railway lines and what have you. Oh, the train, the train, yeah. Yeah. So I stop now because I'm waiting for a train to go past and what have you. Anyway, there's a, a I'm immersed in light. I'm immersed in light. And I'm looking around and I'm, I can feel the heat. So I looked around and I'm thinking, this is a truck or something behind me because I can feel, you know, and you can feel like, the truck's big, like, lights behind you. You can almost yeah. feel, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, it must be a truck. And there's nothing behind me. But everything's lit up all around. And so I looked up because I had this petrol tank, and it was like um, an Ali Davison uh, petrol tank. Um, and basically... I uh, looked up and I, I started sort of like feeling that uh, I was floating. So I'm feeling like I'm floating and, and what have you. And uh, yeah, that, so that's that's what it was like, as you can see. So that Ooh. is, the, the console there is like yep. shiny. So, and it's like, and I'm looking on it and I'm, I'm looking up thinking, it's shining because something's shining down on it, you know. So anyway, the next thing, I'm feeling like I'm I'm floating and I'm back down, and I'm looking around. I'm thinking the light's gone out, and these red things are up, and I'm thinking, oh, the barriers have gone back up, you know. Yep. What the one? Oh, I, I couldn't remember. Did I see a train go past? You know, I cannot remember a train going past. So I thought, right, I better move myself because I'm in the middle of the road sort of thing. And, you know, so I carries on now my journey home. And as I'm carrying on my journey home, I notice this, um, like, ball of uh, light. And then it looked like silver. It, it came over houses and over trees and it started getting closer to being closer to the road and what have you. And basically, it were like, uh, you know, sort of like uh, a ball bearing sort of type thing. And it was at the side and I'm I'm racing it and it's, it's flying and it's straight in front of me, straight across the road. And I sort of like, wow. And there's this bloke coming on in, in neck on 
other direction and right next to us. And I'm pointing and said, Did you see that? Shouting at him. And this bloke's just like this. Just <laughs> didn't even say anything. I don't think he saw me. And so what I did was I pulled over and uh, I used to smoke then. And uh, what I did was I just sat there. I lit a cig up and I was watching this object going over to next town, Halifax. And I just sort of like sat smoking, thinking, wow, you know, that was unbelievable. So anyway, I uh, finished my cig off and what have you, and went me on my way home and, and what have you. And I come round the estate and onto the road and there's like my house there and a little round, I went round the roundabout and I'm noticing my house is all in darkness. And I'm thinking, that's strange. What You know, what time is it? You know, yeah. a lot later than it should have been. So it's like after one, it's, it's again after one o'clock. You know, so you lost, like, you lost time again, yeah. Oh, I was so anyway. Gets in, my dog comes to the door, let her out, and what have you? She goes to the bathroom and goes back in. I put kettle on to make a coffee, and I'm looking and I see the time. Oh, turn the kettle off because it, the kettle makes a noise, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, it doesn't have to make a noise. Well, it, it used to anyway. So, I turn the kettle off. I thought I won't get a drink. I'll go to bed, you know, sort of like I don't wake everybody up. Anyway, my mum must have heard me because the next morning there's this shouting. Are you awake? You want to get in early? She said, when you've got to, to go to work, lad, she says, come on. She said, you're going to be late anyway. Gets up, goes downstairs and uh, gets dressed and what have you. Let me dog out and what have you back in went to work on my motorbike no sooner have i got through the door in and walking in work and took my helmet off like and one of the lasses came up to me one of the women i used to work with she said have you seen your face russ and i gave her have you seen yours she said no i'm being serious she says did you go on a sunbed last night so what are you talking about she said your face she said it's all burn all sunburn I said, don't talk silly. She said, have a look in. She said, go have a look in a mirror, she said, in office. So I goes in the office and where my first helmet had been, all my face is burnt. So they're all laughing at us, you know what I mean? Sort of like, he, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sort of like you've got a sunburn. Yeah. But the problem was, I started being really ill again. That I couldn't go the next day, I couldn't go to work. I had to go to doctors and what have you, being sick. I couldn't stop being sick. Um, and uh, all my, my face started peeling. You know, they give me this cream to put on and what have you. And yeah, I still have, problem, still have problems now, you know, with my face and what have you. You know, sort of like I still get flare up and what have you on my nose and here you know what i mean just one of those things but what happened well i started being ill and i was diagnosed with me myogenic me. 
Have you heard of it? Myelgenkephalitis. I can't say I have. Fibromyalgia. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. Well, ME, that's what they called it first before they started changing names and track. The man, so I started researching this subject because of all that had gone on. And the people that I've met that seem to have some kind of illness, I'm talking about abductees now, real abductees. Not wannabes, but, you know, sort of like all these make it. There's nothing good about being abducted. There's nothing good about being put into a military unit and having to fight as a soldier. Nobody should have to go through this. No man, no woman, no, you know, son, daughter, mum or dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I can imagine it'd be a type of hell. You know, because this is not a good thing. So warning to people. I tell people, so why do you tell people? Think you're big. You know, like big super soldier. Feel super there. You know what I mean? Afterwards, believe me, we don't feel it here, back on Earth. You know, and the problem is, wouldn't want it to happen to anybody else. You know, it's a warning. Yeah. It's saying, find out what is going on. Don't believe what these people are telling you, that it doesn't happen. It's happening. But I don't need Pentagon. I don't need the MOD. I don't need my government to tell me what's going on, to start talking about, oh, look, we know. Look, we've been telling you. You know what I mean? This is like 40 years about yeah. this. And people saying, oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, there's all these super... I was told not to tell anybody. I used to write for a magazine. I used to send videos in, and and I was told, "Oh, you you can't talk at our do." No, no, no. Oh, it's too much like that bloke, that conspiracy theory. Oh, you can't talk about aliens with guns. Oh, no, no. Don't sell magazines. You know what I mean? But if this is the truth, and it's about UFOs and aliens, this is what you should be talking about. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Some blah there from MOD. Oh, well, let's let's tell you what's going on. Like somebody from the MOD is going to tell you what's going on. Yeah. Right. Nope. Don't think so. Then we, then we told Americans what was going on this last couple of years because of a distraction from COVID. That's the only reason oh, they told Americans. Please don't talk to me about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it, it's so potent, right, yeah, that you've got to have a, a test for it, you know, sort yeah. of like, you know, everybody else with, with these pandemics, they'll just drop and they're dead. You don't need, oh, you know, stick the, this up your nose and do this and let's see, oh, well, if it, it could be, it's a it's a positive-negative test. That's because this doesn't work. This were all yeah. made and... They've chucked all these away. They've chucked all the, the 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 clothing, what you need, if there is a pandemic and what have you. It won't work. The only way you can stop a pandemic is NBC gear. You know yeah. what I mean? Respirators, noddy suits, gloves over your boots and, you know, like rubbers over your boots, over your... That's the only way to stop any anything getting in onto you. It's the only way. With your respirators and, and what have you. Yeah? And sort of yeah. like there's people walking down with a little mask on. You know what I mean? Sort of. Really. And I believe that. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's it's weird. It's weird that around the same time, every hundred years, there seems there seems to be a pandemic of some kind. In the, in nineteen in nineteen eighteen, nineteen twenty, it was the Spanish flu. Yeah, but the problem is, you know, that did kill people in millions. Yep. You know, we were told that, you know, not to go out, not to, you know, have these injections and what have you and wear these masks and what have you. Now, the thing is, a pandemic, look at the, the word pan and what it is. No one goes out. Nobody. It's a lockdown. But my country were letting people in. Flying. Right. Yeah. Yep. They were landing and it was I were on the radio saying, well, look. You know, I've got a problem with this. You're saying that we're not allowed out, but yet there's people allowed in. If it's a pandemic, nobody should be allowed in or out. And the thing is, there's planes. Oh, there is no planes landing. Only planes that land in a cargo. I said, no, because if you look at this app on the internet, I said, you can see in the sky what is up there. It tells you the registration number, the airframe number, where they travel from, where they've traveled to, the numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said, so you, it's there. They go, oh, no, no. I said, yeah. I said, it tells you whether the cargo passenger or just passenger or just cargo. The summit won't, they won't tell you what they are because they're probably, you know, military. I yeah. said, but you, you've got to have a look. Oh, well, the numbers have, well, yeah, the numbers have, have cut down, but they're still landing. You're saying that they're not, but they are. The, all of this does not make any sense. It doesn't make any sense what, what we was told. It's like when I were talking to them about abductions and then the, we're talking about, uh, for instance, how many people go missing a year. And I, I explained to them, I'd contacted the missing persons um, department and what they turned around and said was, if I didn't get it right because you have two halves the, for the full year and I understood it as 160,000 on my island went missing in one year and I don't believe that they all said in Radio Lee and so what happened was she got a researcher and researcher and she, oh, did he find out how many had gone you know really clever and she said uh, well yeah and she said oh, how many was it then and she says 208 I think it was 200 almost 280,000 had gone missing in a year Jesus over a quarter of a million people that's, that's she insane said, but, she said but they the, the find them the next day I said they cannot be registered as a missing person for 48 hours yep you know so it, it's like where are these people? Where are they? Where have they gone to? There's something not quite right, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, they've been saying, oh, at least in the United States, they've been saying for decades that extraterrestrials are working with the government. I mean, X Files was based off what people believe is actually happening. That's right. Well, I'm, I mean, <laughs> You've only got to look at some of the people in the in the government over here, and and you would believe in aliens, believe me, <laughs> because oh, I, they're not, they're here, not quite here. right. They don't, you know. 
it's like there, there seems to be this thing with like they're, they're not bothered about the the people they seem to what kind of people do not bother about people they can, they can say oh we've got all these laws for so this that and the other but for letting elderly people you know it's like we we're just at a loss to how they treat the people of this country elderly people and i mean it's like they're saying to us at the moment about this there's a war going on in ukraine there's been a war going on in ukraine for 20 years actually right yeah there's, at, there's at, least, this... at least oh yeah i mean it will it... i've always said we've gotten into it again into a war the problem is every world war that's happened has always started in eastern europe Yep. Always. That's where always. And the problem is we've got this fool who's giving money to back and to have our troops over there. I actually told everybody on a radio show, I said about the war that were coming in 2021. 20, 20, yeah. 20, 2020, I think it was, on Revolution Radio. And I says, you know, we're over the borders and we're looking and we're talking just because we've got the uniform on of the army of that area, that country doesn't mean to say we're from that country. We've got them over our, so we've got these things called life suits, right? Yeah. We can get shot and all sorts and we've stand, you know, a beating, you know, yeah. but over the top, we might have another country's uniform on an insignia. We've got his own insignia. But, you know, you won't see that because when we, in certain areas, we might be lifting people, generals, you know what I mean, officers, or maybe even, you know, sort of like people working for, where they're doing all this. And I, I explained this. I explained that there were a problem with the Chinese that they were working with this tall alien race, a blue alien race, and they've got amazing, superior technology. And they give us an hour time. Believe me, they give us an hour time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, you can say that again. Believe me, not fun whatsoever. And like I said, this is a warning. Saying to people, be careful. You need to sort. You need to take heed to this. This isn't somebody telling you. Oh, it's good. It's not good. You know what I mean? What you see is is not good. You know. And I mean, I, I, I it, it almost drive, drove me crazy. And and well, people say I'm crazy. You know. Mm. But, uh, I, I can. I've videoed. I've been out videoing these things, and I've been zapped. I've been zapped while I've been filming. I video things fall out of the sky. They've flown overhead when me and my friend were filming. Did you see that? I didn't need to ask him. I can see my friend Tony. He's, he's got his binoculars. He had a better camera than me. And he goes in his house, pulls out his binoculars. I went to the car and pulled out my uh, Sony and filmed it. And... I'm saying, oh, and he's saying, oh, you should see it. I said, I can see it. I said, I'm zooming in, I'm filming it. You know, sort of like, and he's, oh, but I've got, now, the same area where there's been odd things seen, 
like a pterodactyl. You know, one of yeah. I've seen this thing like a pterodactyl, and then something landed, and um, I, I think it was uh, a, a white helicopter landed. Now the thing is, the day after I videoed, right? Yeah, the day after um, I videoed this object, right, um, falling out of the sky. I videoed it in the same area. When I when I've had a look, right? Yeah, this is the area where it came down. Can you see that? Yeah, I can see that. Looks looks like a looks like, looks like a field. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. But the thing is, if you have a look on that, can you see the flying triangle there? Yes, I can. Yeah, I can. You know, there yeah, can, sort of thing. I, I can see it kind of above the tree. Yeah. Or the bush, whatever that is. Yeah. So that's a, that's a flying triangle. The day after... The flying triangle, the thing that came down, what everybody calls, they call it um, the flying man. I'm posting it back up on, on me Facebook because my YouTube, I'm having mega problems. I got at, so I'm having mega problems with my computer. So I've been, like I say, I've, I've filmed stuff. I've gone back, photographed a flying triangle the next day. I've been zapped by things. I've got two flying triangles coming out of the sea, the bay where I live here, right, yeah, about 30 foot away from the road where the 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 bay comes into the road, right, yeah? Yeah. And two flying triangles to the side take off and fly down towards the, the next um, town. 18 minutes I'm filming it, and all the time these things are coming down at it. I'm taking my eye off the ball because I'm watching. It looks like these things flying down at it, you know. I've filmed dolphins in the sky. I'll I'll send you a load of um, images, um, but I've I've got um, on on Russ Kelly. I think it's a Russ Kelly UFO investigator abductee on the YouTube. You know, you can have a look at them. I'm wanting to put a lot of the older stuff up as well uh, shortly. Uh, like I say, you know, there's there's objects that are, are, we've filmed. At the same time, me and my friend have filmed the same craft at the same time. So, you know, it's like, you know. Yeah, it's... it's... We, we've seen things a lot. I'm, I'm, I've stopped going out now because I became ill, so I haven't been out as much. You know, sort of like filming. Well, I mean, the, U the UK, the UK, the UK has been a hot spot for UFO activity for 40, 50 years at least. I mean, the Rendlesham, the Rendlesham Forest incident, which is that's is that near? Is that actually near where you are, or no? No, it's it's uh, it's a couple of uh, it's it's nearly about hundred eighty miles. One of the first um, incidents we had. Well, in 1945 here at um, Westernham, which is, it was, um, oh, what's his name now? Uh, Winston Churchill. Yeah. You know, his, his home, his residential home. 
down in Kent. And and that happened the, the last days of the war in I think it was uh when was it now does it say it's yeah it was um in July and uh, it was uh the last the last days of the war when you know I think they'd surrendered and this thing landed you know and uh a big thing about it there were a lot of people there. I don't know whether I'm trying to think whether I was told that uh, you know go down have a look and check it out and do some more research on it. You know. Yeah, but, I've but, I've heard I've, I've heard of the Winston Churchill thing. I've heard of that. Yeah, but it happened twice, didn't it? It, it, it didn't only happen in night. This is pre Roswell, but it also happened in 1950, 1950 odd as well. Well, it makes sense. I mean. The end of World War II is when we was when people, we started dropping atomic bombs, or at least the U.S. did, and that's yeah. when that's when UFO activity started being reported more and more because everybody assumed that they were checking up on us after we released the most powerful weapon ever. Yeah, but I mean, they also you know they've been seen in you know sort of like many different countries in the eighteen hundreds. You know, it wasn't a new thing that, you know, sort of like if you have a look in Germany again, uh, if, if you have a look at uh, uh, oh, that those wood carvings, is it Mandelbrook or something, carvings? Oh, or what have you. I mean, I mean, there's been, yeah, I mean, ancient, ancient aliens is a huge thing I've talked about in the show before because, I mean, there's cave paintings of UFO type shapes and yeah. Cavemen, cavemen only painted on the walls what they saw, and they're not gonna paint that out of their imagination because there was no such thing like that back then. Like, no. they're not. They're, nothing was flying in the sky back then except maybe a pterodactyl or two. But yeah. I don't even know if that's accurate. But I mean, it's said to be. But this is another case that I worked on for thirty year, and this is the Bearwin mm -hmm. Mountains in Wales. Oh, okay, ooh, I like that. And uh, this is what the witnesses saw. They saw um, a landed craft at Sidet Road, and there was um, a couple of aliens actually that was on Greys. Alien Greys, yeah. Yeah, it looks like Greys, yeah. And they seemed to be in some discomfort, like two of them out of the five uh, were like just not well. It looked like they'd had a, you know, like a, a bump. You know, like a crash, but yet it was yeah. hovering. It was still intact, hovering at side at road. And military came and took it. Of course, they did. And uh, they took the aliens as well. And I've been speaking to witnesses. What a sham! What a cover up! Seriously. Oh yeah. Oh, I've, sure. I've got all the in here. I put all the documents. What I got from there's all sorts of, of, of things. That's a piece of the metal that I was given. From, hmm. yeah. Interesting. Oh, it certainly is. So, I mean, it doesn't weigh up because there was supposed to be an earthquake at 8.38. But yet somebody, because I've got all the police logs there and I've got all the telexes, right? And the problem is somebody, this happened at 8.38, uh, three point, uh, what was it? Uh, three point four on the Richter scale, right? Yeah. 
and what happened was that somebody reported it before it happened at 8 32. now how could the person report it at 8 32 if he wasn't from the department the british geological survey team yeah so he's telling them that it happened at 8 32 before it happened but also the 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 prior the day prior where it happened there were a, a jet not a jet there was a, an aircraft taking aerial photography uh well it is actually a, a canberra and they were taking aerial photography of that area and there's a reel of film i've got mm. the the number of the reel of film and 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 everything and i rung up and i've had a real I, I think i've actually seen the pictures and you know but they say there were a landslide in in this actual uh, note it says have you got any information that what you know what caused a landslide in this you know this what looks like an explosion a craft landed they're talking about a craft landed you know uh, and yeah. there's ufos you know talk of ufos and fire on the mountain and they said that uh, they thought it were a plane crash at first reported a plane crash and they said oh all the fire services are on standby well when you all the the, the services the free services right yeah are always on yeah. standby. You're always on standby. But why wasn't, if they thought something had landed, a plane had crash landed on that mountain range, why didn't they send the fire brigade out and the, the rescue team? They never sent them out. Mm, suspicious as hell. As suspicious as hell. Oh, heck, yeah. And um, there's, there's times that are wrong. There's somebody said that he... He was basically asked to take the police up this hill at this time. And these guys had said they'd come from A to B to go up this, this road. But the problem was, they turned up five minutes after it had happened, right? But yet, an hour before, there was at this location here so how could they get you know somewhere what would take over an hour to get to five minutes after it happened you know on in the police logs it does not make any sense no it really doesn't it really doesn't i mean that happens all the time though with the government like they their cover-ups are not the best <laughs> to put it easily well i mean this area as well i mean you know there's uh, an history, Wales, you know, is a beautiful, oh, yeah, place. you know, mountain ranges, Snowdonia, and, and the Berwyn Mountains, beautiful. And there's castles, and there's a lot of, you know, stories, history, you know, uh, there's a lot of like Celtic mythology around there. One of the oldest books in written language is a Mabinogian and uh, its origins are, are Celtic, you know, uh, the the people are Celtic, yeah. you know. And, you know, they're talking about dragons fighting in the sky, you know, 
Yeah. It's I mean, well, amazing. I mean, dragons. I've actually had someone on my show who in pencil in the state of Pennsylvania in the U S they've had dragon sightings near mines in the state of Pennsylvania. Well, you know something, there's a lot of UFOs reported in mines. I, I had to go on an investigation with my team and the, you know, it's one of these things where we was out and we had torches and we're looking at this area mines and quarries yeah yep. mines and quarries and i'm st stood looking at this area where this big massive ball was supposed to have come down and i i looked and some had dropped and i could see the sign that had been pushed over and it says danger and it says keep out danger and it yeah. says um drop and when I looked, I was on the edge, looking down, 200 foot down, you know. So I'm telling all my team to stop and turn back and to, to go backwards because it's a quarry. So the thing is, it seems that quarries attract, you know, UFOs to and land there. In the Bearwing Mountains, on the night there was talk of people saying that these things had come down you know in quarries plus there was talk of the military being in these quarries also you know yeah but uh it's just unbelievable that well you know, it's funny you say it's funny you say that though because i well i mean i think there's a reason for that because in the town I live in, Massachusetts, in the U.S., there, there, there are a lot of UFO sightings in our town, and people. The common belief is that they come because we're a mountainous region. The common belief is that they come here to refuel. That some metal that's in our mountains, they just suck it up with their ships and through some process, beams or what have you, and that they use it to refuel, and then they just go on their way. Well, yeah, I've, what I've got uh, here, just ten, like I say, I, I filmed this two triangles coming out of the bay. I filmed, you know, dolphin in the sky. First, I thought it was a balloon, and it's it's like just looking around in the sky. There's no tether there underneath it. There's nobody holding it. I put a call out on a radio and in the newspaper and anybody know anything about it and I had four people claim that they was flying a dolphin balloon so <laughs> when they rung up and I said to them what, what colour was it and the bloke says don't tell him, ask him what and I said put the phone down and it happened three times they couldn't tell me what colour the, the dolphin balloon was or what yeah. colour was the one that you saw yeah, which means they're trying you to put your mean? Yeah, you always get them. You always, you know, try to be clever. You know, they're not yep. debunkers because debunkers usually are trying to to look at the information and and try to say, well, you, you could be mistaken. These are haters. These are haters. Yeah, you know, there's, there's no logic. There's no logic. They just want to be clever. You know what I mean? But the thing is, um. 
what I was going to say, my, my friend, he actually um, caught a flying saucer land and it's near some power pylons. Now, I heard from one of my friends who had been in Middle East and uh, they said that uh, a UFO, uh, well, a flying saucer had come down. It had um, it reversed into a pylon because the, I think it was the Iraqis were, were um, shooting, you know, sort of like their weapons and it, yeah. it, it got a bit close and it moved back out of the way and it had a pylon. And it went and landed. And there were a big battle to get there first between the Iraqis, the Americans, and the British. Yeah. To to retreat, you know, to, to grab oh, it. I'm sure. I'm sure. It'd be, a, it'd be a big find. So, of course, they want to get there first. Well, yeah, of course. And you don't, yeah. want, the, you don't want the enemy to have access to that technology, so. No, you, you definitely do not want that. But there's there's all sorts, like I say, some of these areas, you know, uh, there's like I say, this is where I I've been taken quite a number of times, like a, a druid altar, you know, a lot of pylons around there, uh, you know, strange things. I tell you, one of the odd things, when I started investigating, a woman told me that she was out with a dog and something walked behind this big wagon and the wagon had it were a, a a trailer and it was full of logs yeah. and she said this head came from behind it was looking over at her and it came from behind and looked at her and she said there's this like frogman giant frogman looking at her and the dog's barking and and took off you know she she run now the area that like i say overlooks where Romans used to be around this area. Mm. And the thing is, there's a moor there, and it's called Rombles Moor. Well, when I started looking into Rombles Moor, it goes across towards a place called uh, Ilkley Moor, and there's a famous mm. picture of a, an alien that landed at Ilkley Moor and near White Wells. And it's holding something like a briefcase. And it's a little green man of Ilkley, they call it. Now, going across that Ilkley, going on to where I was, at uh, Rumble's Moor in Bingley, I found out that Rumble, Rumble was a giant. Now, I'm talking about giants, and she's talking about giant frogmen. 15 foot tall i'm talking about these other things like these when i told my friend i've just seen a spaceman walk behind this tree you know what i mean sort of like a giant walking behind a tree but and yeah. we've got we've got history you know sort of like mythology of this area and it's named rumbles more after this giant rumble you know is it a coincidence you know no, I mean, I mean, well, giants existed. I mean, giant human, hu giant human-like creatures existed at one point in history, at least. If they still don't, they may still exist somewhere, but I don't know where they would. Well, look at I mean, David and Goliath. Oh, well, exactly. I mean, that's the prime example right there. And yeah. 
I mean, the the Canaanites in the Bible were supposed to be all giants. Yeah. So, which I mean, and so were the Nephilim that were killed off in the flood, supposedly in yeah. Noah's story. But I mean, I I think the Bible just hints at a lot of things that really did exist at one point. But well, yeah, I mean, the the thing is, it's not only the Bible because you can look at other books that weren't put in the the Bible. Oh yeah, I mean. The Epic of Gilgamesh points to a lot of that too, yeah. And sort of like the seats of power as well. Again, I don't like to bring this up, especially at this time at the moment, but like the seats of power where all the the so-called kings, queens, emperors all have this so-called bloodline, right? And, you know, it's, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. And I mean, like, we're just talking about being um, like in Scotland. One of the things that the Scottish have, this Scottish right for the kings and queens, that they sit on this stone of scone, which came from Syria and went from Syria over to to Egypt. And uh, apparently, again, this comes from this race of giants. And this bloodline, you know, and sort of, you know, just what is it? Just what is it? You know, this bloodline. I get asked all the time, you know, you've been taken. You know, why why are you so special? If you see me in the morning shoving tablets down me and sort of like drinking water and what have you because of the pain and the injuries, and what have you that I've sustained, you won't yeah. think it's anything good. No. You know, I mean, I cannot walk most of the day until my painkillers and stuff kick in. You know, there's nothing good. You know, why are you so special? Does that sound like somebody special to you? No, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, they. I've heard before that people who have been abducted have something about them that makes the aliens want to test them or find out like why there's or other people or their families that the extraterrestrials have been watching for generations which i mean i can buy into that but i still don't think it's a good thing if you're a family that's been experimented on for generations that's just a curse almost it is there's you know and to, to i mean don't get me wrong you know you always get these uh, ask you have you been probed and all this lot you know sort of like, i've never come across that that's and, Hollywood. That's Hollywood yeah, right there. You know, and I I haven't had a, a good, you know, when I'm there, I want to be home. Now I'm home. I want to be back there, to be honest now. It's, it, it might sound stupid. Here, there's nothing for me here. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it's, sound stupid. It makes sense. You know, at least I knew where I stood over there. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, and... It's funny because, I mean, well, well, all right, well, I'm going to ask this question, then I'm going to wrap it up because we have we have been going for an hour and a half at this point, and <laughs> I could talk about I could talk about this all day, but I don't want my listeners to tune out because the episode goes too long. But we could always do a part two eventually, because <laughs> right. we, we we barely got to talk about anything else, so we could definitely do a part two. Um, you you. Go back. I'm gonna go back to when you were talking about like the bald aliens that were 15 feet or six feet tall, depending on how they acted. Have you ever? 
are you familiar with like the Star Wars prequels? Like, no. like, oh, all right. Well, there's these alien, there's an alien species in the Star Wars movies that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. They're called Kaminoans, or oh my god, they're from the planet Kamino. Kaminoans, ah, oh, god damn it. But they're from the, I'll, I'll, just, I'll have to send you a picture. They're from the, the in the movie, they're from the planet Kamino, and they make clones for the government in Star Wars. And they're these tall, skinny, they look like greys, but like they're really, really tall. And like they're like maybe 15, maybe some of them could be 15 feet tall easily. So when you kept saying that, that's what I'm picturing because, but you said they're blue, so they're not. No, gray. no, no, no. The, the uniforms are blue. Oh, the, way, oh. the ones in this room were anyway. Uh, right. Oh, okay. So they look. So the skin, the skin. That so is the skin. me, and that's my unit anyway. Interesting. Now the thing so is, the thing is that changed the way we the way we traveled changed later on. With the with, with the, the the balls of light were still there. These like uh, crystal balls. It's an, a different story, but no. The the quiet chunky, the quiet physical. They're not slim. Oh, okay. They're not slim. Oh, okay. You know, the big dudes. They pick me up and sort of like you know, sort of like you do as you're told. Oh, okay, you know? so they're so they're are they so they're kind of like giants then, like what we consider giants yeah. would look like, yeah. like ogreish, like almost, but tall. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, all right. Yeah, I can but... I can kind of I can kind of see that. All right, well, we will wrap up the session for now, but we definitely are going to have to book a part two, uh, maybe in October. Maybe we'll do like a Halloween, like get, I'll get <laughs> maybe maybe I'll get you on for my hollow my Halloween episodes. I'll be out. I'll be out. I'll be wearing my makeup, and I'll that's no money joking. <laughs> I mean, I you mean, I, I was not, telling the truth. Then you thought I was going to be out Halloweening, didn't you? No, nah, I mean, I, yeah. Trust me, I ain't doing anything Halloween night because I'll be. I have kids. I'll be busy. But, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, so, dear. where can they find your YouTube channel if they want to find it? Like, how do they find it? If, if you look for, I think it's Russ Kelly, alien, ab, abductee, alien abductee investigator. That's before all this went wrong with me being acting stuff. So, yeah. and you can if you can find me on um, Facebook, Russ yeah. Kelly. You know, if anybody wants to, if anybody can be bothered, if you're not bored with me after this, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, if anybody wants to see any videos, I'll just put them up on YouTube. Some people don't use, you know, you uh, YouTube. Some people ask me, can you put it? Send us it. You know, can you post it? And I'll just put a, a post up. Yeah. You know, makes sense. Makes sense. But I'll de I'll definitely I'll definitely put your YouTube link on the description for the show. Oh, and thank you. Uh, and I I actually do post these on YouTube, so I'll tag you in the yeah. YouTube one. Well, so, thank you very much. Of course, and as all my listeners know, you can find me on Paranormal the New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcasts with a S Facebook group. 
And you could find me on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. And you could find us, as I just said, on YouTube under Paranormal the New Normal. All my all my videos as of last night are posted on there, and they all release when the episodes release. So and you could also find us on TikTok as at at Juggalo Bastard Podcast, but I have no paranormal videos up there yet. Still working on that. It takes a lot of time to put things on TikTok. <laughs> a lot of time. But I thank Russ for coming on because it has been a fascinating hour and a half. Like I haven't had an episode go this long in a while. So that tells you how fascinating it was because I usually I usually run out of questions or my guest runs out of information by this point. But Russ can keep me going all day and I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you for coming on, Russ. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Thanks and for all my listeners. You to come on and it's been a great show from my point. Fantastic host. Thank you very much. Not a, not a problem, buddy. Not a problem. I will talk to you. I will, my listeners, I will be back, I think, tomorrow or the next day. I forget. But I think I'll be back tomorrow. I will catch you all next time.